0: i uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz, one minute at a time. I'm Nick Menez. I'm Scott Corelli. Today, we're about to go off on minute 30, which begins with Angel chasing the biscuit thief as Danny reads the cover of Jackie Chan's Super Cop and ends with Danny asking Angel if they're going to go through the gardens.
0: Uh, yeah. So this is all just a foot chase. hmm This bit. Um, and, uh, I guess uh I guess I mean what it really starts with is the 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 Supercop thing. Um, did you uh what 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 is the deal cuz I know I remember when Supercop came out cuz I think if I'm not mistaken it came out in America after um Rumble in the Bronx? It did. Yeah. Uh, cuz I remember when it came out and I, and and my dad wanted me to go see it. But for whatever reason I guess he took me to see Rumble in the Bronx and I was like I was like cool. That's enough. <laughs> I don't know. I was so, so Something about my my child brain, like even back then, I was like, mm, action movies. Not a big, yeah. Yeah. Got it, got it, got yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, no, you're exactly right. This film was released in North America, uh, released uh, in China under the title uh, Police Story 3, Supercop, being the third of the very popular police story uh, series like franchise uh, of movies that he was doing,
0: but it was released here as like its own. It was
1: released here as Super Cop, yeah. Uh, to kind of, uh, and it was it was released in in the wake of Rumble in the Bronx's North American success, right? Uh, so yeah, this was the third movie in the uh, the Police Story series, one of Chan's more popular franchises, one of his uh, more popular characters, and yeah, this movie starred uh, Chan was the first of the Police Story movies not to be directed by Jackie Chan. Whoa, interestingly enough uh taking a break from the rector's chair and also uh stars Michelle Yeoh. Whoa.
0: Uh, she she
1: of uh Crazy Rich Asians couching dr- cr- couching dr- couching tiger. That's a great uh crouching tiger hidden dragon fame.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, Star Trek Discovery.
1: And Star Trek Discovery, which I have not watched yet.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh so uh, what what year
0: did this come out in North America?
1: So it was released in North America in uh, in 1996, but it is a 1992 it was filmed in
0: 1992. Oh, wow. So it was already like a 4-year-old movie by the time it came out. That's really interesting. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. So was uh, I I would I would be curious to know like what other like maybe like Jackie Chan fans what what their thoughts are on on Supercop because I remember Rumble in the Bronx was like was was fine, but it was like, you know, pretty silly and Uh, it was, I remember there were, um, because it took place in the Bronx, uh, I, I was always really off put even as a kid as to like why it was dubbed, Mm -hmm. you know, because it was in the Bronx and then there was, um, if I'm not mistaken, was it, have you seen rumble in the Bronx? Uh, yes. Okay. So remember, Jack I think it was Jackie Chan's dad owned like a convenience store, like a little grocery store Mm. on the corner, right? Yeah. And he was like married to like a big black woman. Oh, yes. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the black woman was dubbed. Right. Because she apparently spoke... The, yeah, the language. The, that, the, uh, yeah, that, the language of the original of the original film, which I I just remember at the time just being very confused by because I didn't sure. know I didn't know much about like dubbing and things like that. Because I think it was like ten. I think, yeah, yeah. I think Rumble of the Box came out in like ninety five. Mm-hmm.
1: And Jackie Chan movies like are one hundred percent the reason I know what dubbing is. Yeah. You know, between this and Godzilla movies, which I watched a lot, a lot as a kid, mm-hmm. I remember as a kid I was like, well, I guess maybe some part of. Well, what, what ended up cracking the code was. I knew what Jackie Chan sounded like, right. and I knew that that was Jackie Chan's actual voice uh-huh. in the even in the English dub. He always right. did his own dubbing right because I you know, you just knew you from Rush Hour and the medallion yeah. and all of his great America.
0: I'm assuming that's how he learned English sure. was and, doing his own dubbing.
1: And so but an interesting thing about Supercop is it is actually the first movie to utilize the technology known as sync sound uh, in which the actors' voices were recorded as they spoke on
0: set as opposed to being dubbed later. Oh, like in post. So, mm-hmm. so, so, like, oh, like the spaghetti westerns. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, because I remember. Yeah, I guess like back in the day, that was that was a regular practice because like capturing sound on set was probably really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um. So, huh. That's really interesting. So that was like the first time that they filmed like they recorded live dialogue. Yeah, in like, a in a Hong Kong movie
1: because it was starting to be like, whoa, this is going to go international. This is going to be really popular in North America. Or this is going to be released in North America, I suppose.
0: Well, what would that matter if they're going to dub it over? I guess that's right. Yeah, I don't know. But well, that's 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 interesting though. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume too, like a, maybe a bunch of the, a bunch of the, um, a bunch of the actors like who were in the movie actually like maybe dubbed their own voices. Maybe mm-hmm. like um, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, Jackie maybe that Chan. was a big part of it too. Mm-hmm. Like that was like a big difference. Yeah, something that didn't happen a lot maybe at the time. Um, yeah, but then but then it was like that was it, right? It was like Rumble in the Bronx was a pretty big success, then Supercop was like not that big of a success, and then they just kind of stopped well, doing then, it. Well, well, then Rush Hour happened. Right, Rush Hour. Right. And then- but that's not... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not one of his foreign movies. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Well, I guess to him, it would be...
0: <laughs> I guess that's true. That's fair. Um, I'm just talking about like in North America. Sure, but, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, okay. Interesting. Um... Are the Rush Hour movies, like, are they particularly similar to his, like, in tone to his movies? Or are they, you know, uh, uh, are, is his movies like more gritty? Cause I, he's always struck me as kind of like a silly guy, Jackie sure, Chan. like a cartoon character. Yeah. He's, yeah. Well, he's literally a cartoon character at one point. Yeah. But like, Jackie Chan kinda, Adventures. But what do
1: you, uh, I, I remember reading one of his like autobiographies in middle school and like, uh, like kind of what, cause he was kind of being vetted to be the next Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. Bruce Lee had just passed away and there was this big, he was in a b- bunch of movies called like Son of the Dragon, uh-huh. Rebirth of the Dragon. Uh-huh. And he was like supposed to look and copy Bruce Lee's moves. Cause he, yeah. he trained with Bruce Lee. He's actually in like an extra in one of his movies, like getting mm. beat up by Bruce Lee. I can't remember which one, but, uh, it wasn't going anywhere because he was just being like diluted Bruce Lee. But we thought, well, I have a natural kind of comic ability. I trained in Peking opera so I'm much more of a performer than a fighter. Mm. So why don't I, maybe I should incorporate that more. And then it became more of like a Looney Tune comedy, making you fight with, making you laugh with the choreography Yeah, and like be thrilled, kind of going back to a like chaplain, yeah, Buster, B- B- Buster Keaton yeah. kind of place. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so anyway, but like, yeah, I, I think when I think of his characters in movies like police story or project a, I think of it, him, he's, he's kind of allowed to be a bit more of like a rascal, Mm. a bit more of like because he's always like a good person like Mm -hmm. like follows the law always does the right thing but he'll like steal a loaf of bread or like like peek into like a like girls changing you know like gross kind of like no he's a he's just can't whereas lee in rush hour was much more of like a straight arrow always do the right thing much more like nicholas angel i think
0: Uh, i guess that's true yeah interesting but then he would always be like, end up in like these comedic situations. But because, uh, because yeah. Chris Tucker put him there. Yes. Like he, he
1: wouldn't want to fight, but then like Chris Tucker would accidentally get all the bad guys in the bar mad at, at them. Right. And right. He would have to fight them all.
0: Right. 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 Or like get them both like hanging off of like a flag off yeah. the side of the building. <laughs> yeah, or, or like a bamboo. And then he's like, I right, not only do I have to save myself, now I got to save this idiot yeah. too. Yeah. The yeah.
1: Fastest mouth in the West.
0: Right. <laughs> Um. Okay, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, I'll be. I'll be real honest. A lot of Jackie Chan's movies kind of bleed together for me. Like I remember mm-hmm. sequences, but like some I remember more than others, just cause like which ones I checked out from the library more. Mm-hmm. So like Project A mm-hmm. is one that I rented a lot more than like Super Cop. I think I've only seen Super Cop like once actually. Mm. But
0: yeah, I just remember it blowing my mind when I found out that the guy, the uh, European guy, that um the European guy that fights John Cusack in gross point blank was a villain from a series of Jackie Chan movies.
1: Oh, that must've been really weird. Yeah. yeah I, I get what you mean. I,
0: I, I think Edgar Wright, um, when he was on, he was on a deadline for, uh, I think he was writing the first draft of, uh, baby driver two, mm-hmm. um, a couple months ago. And he was like, yeah, so I'm on a deadline. So my, uh, Twitter is just going to be Jackie Chan gifts for the foreseeable future. Oh, cool. no. And it was just a series of Jackie Chan gifts for like, Three months and that's mm-hmm. all he posted and uh he posted some that were that guy from gross point oh, blank cool. the guy that he that he kills with the pen mm-hmm. yeah and i was just like oh that's where he's from <laughs> yeah
1: and it's it's yeah i guess you a because like much like the sergio Leone movies they do kind of jackie chan movies growing up as a kid existed in their own world mm-hmm. and I, I guess now in retrospect their world was china
0: yeah but i was like well hong kong
1: yeah but even like white people that were in a Jackie Chan movie yeah. seemed like of another universe. Yeah. So the idea of like I don't know, like Tim Curry uh-huh. showing up in super cop would be like or the idea of like <laughs> Sam O'Hung showing up in like Home Alone 2. Yeah. Like, whoa, why is Sam O'Hung in this like movie? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Jackie well, Chan. Jackie Chan. Uh yeah. And you know what's funny is uh, you know, he's Danny's picking up this D V D copy of, yeah. of Supercop. And um, you know, he's picking it up and it's like an action movie. So like you're like, Oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, you know, interestingly enough, it's the world's end that is much more inspired by yeah. Jackie Chan movies. Yeah,
1: it's so interesting. Yeah, when you think of like the, the, the action. The fights, the action, yeah. the like the constant uh, reversal of roles and a fight scene—like mm-hmm. you know, he's over here. Oh, but then he dropped this. Oh, he gets a big, like, like you know, Gary trying to get the get a beer. Yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah. That's very Jackie Chan. Very
0: Jackie Chan. Uh, very uh, drunken master. Yeah. Um, as I was gonna and- say, it is a little
1: funny that we're he's he's holding a Jackie Chan movie, but we're about to get like a super Point Break style
0: like foot chase. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, that's interesting. It's interesting. It is interesting. It's kind of, yeah, kind of kind of point brain kind of lethal weapon. Yeah, is is what this this Mm -hmm. foot chase reminds me of. Um, But before point break minute. Yeah. Uh, But before that, uh, he uh, he Danny notices the foot chase happening. He throws down the DVD. He sees another copy. And we we get (laughs) we get uh, it's true. Uh, we, we get a flash of a cameo mm-hmm. of the DVD box art for Shaun of the Dead with a big price sticker over, over Shaun's face. Got it. Yeah. So as not to break the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but this particular DVD is actually called Zombies Party.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Which
0: is the, uh, the Spanish title for mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead because there was no way to make that pun. In, in Spanish. the Spanish language. Yeah. yeah. I wonder
1: what Dawn of the Dead is in Spanish.
0: <clears throat> I don't know, but whatever it is, it, the the word for dawn doesn't Say rhyme Sean. with Sean. Yeah. So it doesn't really work.
1: Yeah. The zombies party.
0: Yeah. Zombies party.
1: Uh, yeah. Do you think it's like a last uh, last Boy Scout? Yeah. Last Boy Scout. No, last action here. Do you think it's last like action. a last action in a situation where like in this universe, James Corden is in every Simon Pegg movie?
0: <laughs> I don't know. James Corden. It's like how Sebastian
1: Stallone is like the Terminator.
0: I, I don't know James Corden. Maybe. um Martin
1: Freeman? Martin no, because he's in this. It has to be
0: someone who's not in these movies. Oh, man. Man, everyone's in this movie. I know. Um, I'm even trying to think of like what that would be, the alternate universe version. Uh, or is it in the alternate universe? Is it an American film?
1: Uh, okay, yeah. So it's like. Uh,
0: Who is who's big in the mid 2000s? Michael Rappaport.
1: What? Uh, Michael Rafa Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> <yeah>.
0: oh. <laughs> uh, the new kid. Who's the new guy? Oh uh DJ Quals. DJ Quals. Nah. Uh, Sean William Scott? That's closer. Probably Sean William Scott or like an Ashton Kutcher. In
1: this universe of Sean of the Dead is an American film. Is it a mm. studio release or an independent release?
0: I don't know. I assume it'd be
1: like like a focus feature. You Got know? it. Kind of similar to yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Sean William Scott. Yeah. Uh, who isn't in who is isn't. Mid-2000s. Mid-2000s. Uh, I feel like it would have been like Topher Grace maybe would have had it. Ooh, yeah. that's it. There we go. Boom. Bingo. Grace.
0: Topher Grace. <laughs> All right. Topher uh, Grace, Jack Black. Topher Grace and Jack Black. Oh, no. Cut the check. Oh, boy. Um. Topher Grace and uh, James Corden. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James Corden is a
1: really like sanitized version of Ed.
0: Yeah. Oh man, very high pitched I've
1: got nothing.
0: <laughs> oh
1: man, <laughs> so in, so this kind of this this I minute mean, does kind of throw a monkey wrench into one of our pet theories. We get a good look at the living statue's face.
0: Yeah, we do, and it's not Stephen Merchant. It's definitely not. He'd have to have a lot of makeup on for mm-hmm. that to work out. Uh, although I do very much appreciate because uh, had had Mission Impossible three happened already. This no, point.
1: this was like a good, a good year. No, no. After, after this is 07. Mission uh, possible
0: 306. Okay. So obviously Simon Pegg has learned how to run from Tom Cruise. Yes. This is 100% the Tom Cruise run. Mm-hmm. Sh- hands straight, straight out, hands like, straight like, out. Hand, like blades. Yeah. um, And, uh, and, and full, full leg lifts. Like that's a, that is definitely uh, a yeah. uh, Tom Cruise run.
1: So listeners, uh, so uh, Scott, knows this i've i just got done reading this book about the history of dream of dreamworks that i've been just shoving anecdotes at him for like the past three months yeah uh and uh there's one where it's uh steven spielberg directing minority report and uh he early on realized the power of cruise running (laughs) he was like hey you you run really cool and yeah this was like before i feel i feel like three was when he really started like yeah, because that's
0: when he was like running on the docks
1: and yes. stuff, like yeah. near the end There's of the that movie. One
0: shot of him just like, yeah, just, yeah. I feel like two was John Woo was mostly just like gunfu. It was all slow motion, Slow-mo. so it wasn't. It's not what I think of when I think of Tom Cruise running. He ran in that movie, but it was all in slow motion, yeah. so it yeah. wasn't. The magic of the cruise running is the audience seeing relative speed,
1: right. Of how fast this little bastard is is booking it,
0: right? Exactly. Um, Or at the very least, like the cameras like go following with him. Yeah. You know, look
1: at him run. Yeah.
0: Uh, So I was
1: shot out of a volcano.
0: Yeah. So Nicholas Angel shot out of a volcano Mm -hmm. going after the shoplifter. The shoplifter is wearing, you know, like really baggy clothes. Super baggy. Yeah. uh, How is Nicholas Angel not catching? Like, how is this? (laughs) How is this guy outrunning him? That's actually a good point. Is that like we know we the audience
1: know that Nicholas Angel is in near peak condition and running is his shit. Yeah, like that's like he he won he,
0: had, he won the, the the for the two hundred meter dash. He was, he has yeah, holds the
1: record. definite definite proficiency bonus in running. Yeah, so you gotta wonder. Like, yeah, is this dude also was he on on like the Sanford track team?
0: I don't know. Cause
1: he's is a skinny dude. I don't know. Skinny dudes, I don't know. I don't know what to, all skinny people look I don't know what what to look I don't know what makes a person look unhealthy when they're also like lanky and thin. Uh-huh. I'm like, "Oh, look at a healthy person." But like, so I don't know if I don't know if this dude cuz he's wearing such baggy clothes, mm-hmm. I don't know if if he, if he was wearing like a t-shirt and shorts if we could see like, "Oh, this dude's actually pretty." Like pretty ripped. Pretty 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 th- thick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> thick. thick. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's a runner. I don't know. We also get a uh we get a little cameo of a of a church that's gonna become very important. <laughs> oh, that's later funny, in the it's movie. like looking
1: down on us. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was about to say this is uh I love foot chases. I guess I don't know. I I, I talked a little bit about this on Point Break Minute, which I would recommend you guys listening to. It's a great mm-hmm. show. Uh foot chases are so interesting because it's one of the first things that you can film yourself. Yeah. I think when you're making movies with your friends in the backyard, I think a lot of people film like foot chases. Yeah. And I think we all had that moment where we're looking at our TV or our camera or playback Uh and we're like, Oh, this doesn't look as good as point break or action. Why? Oh yeah. You know? And yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think it's kind of like, it's so deceptively simple that it's, I'm always impressed when I'm like, Oh, like it's all editing and like, yeah. Foot foot
0: chase is definitely one of the first things I ever, I ever shot. mm -hmm. Um, When I was like probably like a freshman in high school, I got like a camcorder and I, and I, that was one of the first things I shot was like, let's, Ch- shoot a foot chase yeah it's like so edit it together yeah
1: and then you kind of yeah because you,
0: you can like make it up as you go along too. right like it doesn't require a script mm-hmm. you know it's very um, like now this comes and this comes out yeah, and then, yeah 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 um where you just like you shoot one thing you like okay what can happen <laughs> next and you're like looking around mm-hmm. you know um but uh yeah and you're right you the first time that you, you ever shoot one you put it together and you're like this is like boring <laughs> you know, it, is it
1: not as easy as yeah. putting it together? Yeah. Right.
0: And, and so there is something kind of pure about, I don't know.
1: Anytime I just see, like, this is really, it's just like two, a guy pretending to be a policeman mm-hmm. and another guy pretending to be a robber yeah. chasing each other through a backyard. Yeah. And Edgar Wright's filming it and it's home. It's his, it's his hometown. Yeah. So there's something kind of, I don't know, really pure about this, this moment, this it's sequence. True.
0: Uh, so the NWA uh see, this happening and they uh they, they call over the walkie that uh Sergeant Angel is in a spot of bother. Yeah, it's kind of a big hint. It's a big clue.
1: Like if this were lost, it would be like seeing like uh, a vent in the island. Yeah. Like, whoa, wait, what? Why are they keeping track of him? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, so so speaking a little bit outside of baseball or whatever, I don't know, like, breaking the timeline of the movie, knowing what we know, mm-hmm. do you think they're, they, they're, they like, Sergeant Angel might need our help, he's catching a, he's catching one of those, one of those troublemakers, or this guy's fucking causing a fuss, we don't like this, why is he being so loud?
0: Yeah, I think it's more the second thing. Okay. Because, because, you know, he's, like, chasing him through the, because, like, their move is... They let them get away and then they murder them later. Yes. Yeah. Like quietly. Everyone not in will front get of anyone. They're just desserts. Yeah. They don't they don't they don't make a fuss about it. Got it. Um they're just like they just quietly take note of like, mm-hmm, gonna take that guy out later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's it. Um and he, they do. They, they kill this they, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. Whereas he's disturbing the peace.
1: Right, exactly. Okay.
0: He's he's affecting the way their village is perceived.
1: Yes. Now they're going to now do they're going to see cops chasing people up and down the street. Right.
0: They like it's one thing to have crime in the town. Mm. It's another thing for people to be aware that there's crime. God, it's all about the image. Right,
1: The Village, exactly. of, the village of the Year Award.
0: Exactly. That's what I think. Sergeant Angel's in a spot of bother. Um, I love this guy on the bike that passes him and says, Morning, Angel. Morning, Sergeant. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I really also, there's a guy off camera, you know, "Tosser!" her! <laughs> uh, yeah, so then uh, he goes around the corner and he ends up running into a bunch of mothers. Oh, you mothers. It's an, I remember, that's another
1: really, I don't know, there are movies and there are jokes in this movie that kind of seem like Mel Brooksian almost. Yes.
0: And that they would have been funny to someone a hundred years ago and they'd be funny today. This feels like, and like at some point this year, we're going to end up doing a special on this movie because neither of us have seen it. Mm-hmm. But this reminds me of the kind of joke that would be in A Fistful of Fingers. Yes. Yeah. Like, like it feels like that kind of childish
1: humor. Yeah. Almost like a cartoony. Yeah. Not even like. Very vulgar or R-rated. Or, yeah. yeah,
0: Mel Mel Brooks, uh, uh, David Zucker. Yeah, yeah, definitely like Zucker a Brothers. Naked Gun mm-hmm. kind of vibe. Oh, you mothers! Oh, you mothers! Nice beaver, and then it's like a stuffed beaver. Right, exactly. Exactly that's totally what this reminds me of. I do love this kid that just collapses in his thing. Oh, yeah. um, there's a there's a this kid in the that's blonde and the gray. he just he just collapses into the, just hides himself. I'm um, afraid of the camera. I listeners guess.
1: forgive my foggy memory, but I really want to say in one of the like 19 commentaries for this thing that
0: those are production babies. I think that's true. Yeah, I think I remember that. being or, a thing. or like
1: babies of crew members. Yeah, making like a cameo. Yeah, and those might be their actual moms. I
0: think that might be. I think that might be true. Actually, um, could also just be. It could also have been like mothers from around town. Okay. Also cool. Um, I don't remember. Cute. What, yeah, it's definitely something cute. I just don't remember what it is.
1: Something to um, add to that. You know, I was just thinking it would be cool. Like we have the uh, n- n- not to. So you know, the kid who would be king is released in 2019. Uh, directed by Joe Cornish and it's kind of being described as a like a rollicking kids adventure. Yeah. In the spirit of Goonies or Time Bandits. Right. We know. Uh, I don't know. Could you ever see like Edgar Wright doing something like that? Where it's like.
0: I think we've talked about that before. We really want him to mm-hmm. like start doing like do like a kids movie. It seems like he's he's gonna start dipping his toes into like more adult. Before. fare. Yeah. Um. Like <clears throat> he's trying to like I think he's trying to grow and like figure out like. Yeah. What his style is when mm-hmm. he's making like a serious movie, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Well, not to not 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 to even like speculate too heavily into anyone's personal life, but you know, I I, I think like when a director ages and becomes like a dad, their filmography changes. You mm-hmm. look like, like, like post dad Spielberg. Yeah, his movies got a lot less meaner. Yeah, a lot less violent. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. Like, it'd be interesting to see.
0: And then they came, they came back around. And then they came
1: back around cause they, they got old and he was like, okay, I'm ready to get freaking gross again. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. It, it's interesting that like, I don't know. I'm just really excited to see like what kind of stuff this dude ends up doing, like as he gets older and like, mm-hmm. grows out of
0: stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I mean, we just, we just, a long standing wish for the two of us Uh, For Edgar Wright is finally coming true, which is that he's finally making a movie with a female lead. That's right. And it starts shooting this summer. A
1: psychological horror movie. Yeah. Inspired by Don't Look Now and Repulsion.
0: Yeah. I've only seen one of those. Mm -hmm. And you'll never see the other one. Nope. (laughs) I sure won't. Stick to your guns. I will. Um, Don't watch Roman Polanski movies, people. Mm -hmm. He's a rapist. He's a rapist. (laughs) Uh, Anyway... (laughs) if we leave you with one thing <laughs> <laughs> don't watch Roman Polanski movies
1: uh but yeah uh, so we get the start to uh we get we get Danny visibly uh out of out of out of breath mm-hmm. this is probably the most running he's done since he joined the police force
0: I'm impressed with him that he caught up though that's very true I mean the mo- the mother's helped
1: yeah the mother's kind of got gave him a bre- a window to catch up
0: yeah but but you know he took off and he, he got there in the end you know what's just now hitting me is uh there's no room for this in the movie, mm-hmm. but it'd
1: be cool to see like a Danny Butterman training sequence.
0: Yeah. Constable and Daniel Butterman. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, and then we get, which is, which is uh, going to be, you know, I think maybe our first, no, it's our second, our second sort of Cornetto trilogy staple. Sure. Um, but. The, the uh, Cornetto just happened. Right. The Cornetto just happened. Like two minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we're getting the second Cornetto trilogy staple. Uh, and, uh, I think we'll talk about it more on Monday. we'll yeah, talk about it when it happens. Yeah. Because it's not, we just get like the introduction. Yeah, of Yeah. We here. get like, we get the moment of
1: discovery on angels face. Right.
0: When right. When he's
1: about to say what he's going to say. Right. I like it. I like, I mean, not to go too much about it, but yeah, like it is, it is, it seems like a, 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 a reoccurring bit that happened organically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, all right. Well, I think that about wraps us up here. Good week. Uh, yeah, it was a good week. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh dot com slash supporters, our Patreon page. Become a Patreon member there. Nick and I are going to be recording our uh, top ten movies of uh, of twenty eighteen. That should be uh, coming out before the end of the month. Yeah. So uh, we're not critics. Yeah, it's we, true.
1: We don't have to put it out like before New Year's Eve. Yeah.
0: So we uh, we we you know we just talk about our ten favorite movies and then like some runners up. And things and it's usually about like a three to four hour conversation. Mm-hmm. Last year, it was like two episodes at two hours plus. Yeah, it was like really long. I don't know if this one's going to be like that because I'm less passionate about this year's movies, I think. And I think we have probably less free time. Yeah, that's also true. Um, but in any event, that'll be coming out soon. So uh, be on the lookout for that. If you're a Patreon member, and if you're not, go to slash support It's only three dollars a month. Yeah, three dollars. Yeah, what the fuck? You're Come not on. gonna. You're not gonna miss three dollars. Come on.
1: Yeah, we have a ton of bonus content. We do a lot of back backlog of stuff you can listen to. We do and more always coming.
0: True. So, All true.
1: So yeah. So you know, if you got the three dollars a month and you really like the shows and you want to just know that you're helping independent creators uh you know shoot us shoot us what you can we'd really appreciate it
0: absolutely and uh we'll be back on monday with minute 31 for the greater good the greater good